This is the Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. Charles Duke was 25 that spring when man first went to space. He was 26 when he met Dottie. He was on leave from the Air Force at MIT. He went there to get his degree in aeronautics and found out they also had something called astronautics. And it sounded cool. And so he did that too. Dottie was a secretary at Harvard Business School. They were both from the South. And they fell in love and complained together about the winter and were married in the spring. He got his master's, got into test pilot school at Edwards Air Force Base in California. Dottie liked the sound of California. Didn't think of the desert when she thought of California, though. Soon her husband was never around. And her days were all heat and dust and dashed dreams. Charlie was 29 when their first son was born. And when he saw this thing in the Sunday LA Times, front page, said NASA was looking for more astronauts, for the Apollo program, for the moon. And that sounded cool. Sounded cooler to Dottie, who thought lugging a baby around Houston would be an upgrade over the Mojave Desert. Charlie was 31 when their second son was born. And Charlie was never around. He was training to be an astronaut. He loved all of it. Loved learning. Loved the long hours. The weeks away. Studying geology in Oregon and Hawaii and Iceland and Alaska. Jungle survival in Panama. Learning how to troubleshoot the far ultraviolet spectrograph. How to perform a translunar injection. While his sons were learning to walk. How to make sure their lowercase j's dip beneath the line. Like a fish hook. While his wife was learning to do everything. Everything at the house. Because her husband was never around. Because her husband was an astronaut. Charlie Duke was 33 that summer when man first went to the moon. He was in mission control. His South Carolina lilt was the voice of Houston. Okay, Neil, we can see you coming down the ladder now. As men, men he knew, co-workers, buddies, bounded on the moon. That's one small step for man. That was how things went for astronauts. You were assigned a mission and a role, and it meant that one man talked into a microphone while another walked in the moon. It meant that some families got the cover of Life magazine, got to meet the president, got that at least, in exchange for being without their father, their husband, for days and weeks at a time. Days and weeks that amounted to years. Dottie was in her early 30s when she started searching for something of her own, some sort of meaning outside of her marriage, in work, and smoking weed and flirting with other men. She was a travel agent for a while. She liked that. She was good at that. Took trips to London, Africa even. But it was lonely, and there was a home to keep, and kids who needed help getting the chain back on their bike, finding the stuffed animal that got tangled up in the covers. And there was a husband who dreamt of the moon. Charlie Duke was 34 when he knew he was going. He was back up in Apollo 13, That meant he would pilot the landing module on Apollo 16. And that meant the moon. He was 36 when his turn came around. And his sons were old enough to notice that their dad was never around. And had seen enough rockets lift off. Seen enough smoke and fire. And fathers and capsules catching the light as they shrank in the distance and disappeared into the black they were told lay just beyond the blue sky. 
to know to be scared. And so Charlie said he would take them with him. And so they got dressed for a family photograph. Charlie and Dottie sit on a bench in the lawn. He's in a yellow button-down. His pants match his tie. They're both that color that Crayola calls burnt sienna. She is in a seafoam green pantsuit and a blue cravat. It's 1972. And there are the boys. Big smiles. Who knows how many takes it took to get those smiles. The oldest, Charles, like his dad and his grandfather, is seven years old, a big boy, hands in his pockets, standing tall in front. The youngest, five-year-old Thomas, leans on both his parents, one hand's on his dad's thigh, one's on his mom's. Who knows how much longer he'll still reach for them like that at a moment like this. There in the snapshot. Charlie was 36 years, six months old, when he spent 71 hours on the moon. He collected rocks. That was the bulk of the mission of Apollo 16, learning about the moon. And that's basically what there is to learn about the moon, its composition and origins. That and what it feels like to be there, to leap four feet off the ground like it was nothing, to see the earth moon-sized. At one point, Charlie asked his partner, John Young, the Neil Armstrong to his buzz, or buzz to his Neil, depending, how long he figured their footprints would be there on the surface. With no wind, no weather, Young thought about it. Factored in all the things he knew about the moon, and he knew lots about the moon, and figured four billion years. 71 hours out of a life, then 36 years and six months long. Now 80 and change. After all those hours in the classroom, in the simulator, in the field, in the office, in line at the cafeteria, away from his family, And in one of those hours, 240,000 nautical miles from home, one of the last hours on his business trip to the moon, Charlie took that family photo, wrapped in clear plastic, bent a little bit from the journey, and placed it in the dust near the lip of a crater. He liked the idea that someone would find it someday, probably pretty soon. Maybe he'd even come back for it, maybe on one of the next missions. Maybe one of the scientists on the moon base they hoped to build in the 80s would find it. Maybe a colonist. Maybe one of his own sons on some vacation someday. He didn't know then that he wasn't going back to the moon. He didn't know then that we don't go to the moon anymore. But he liked the idea that his family was there. Where they are still. And will be for something close to forever. Snapshot. Two boys. A man, a woman. A moment in their lives. The Memory Palace is produced by me with engineering assistance from Kathy Tu and research assistance by Andrea Milne. The Memory Palace is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. We're supported by you, the listener, as we in public media like to say out of habit and because it's totally true, and by the Knight Foundation and MailTrimp, which celebrates creativity, chaos, and teamwork. And uh, before I go, 
I want to take a second to tell you about one of the other shows here at Radiotopia. I want to ask you to check out Benjamin Walker's Theory of Everything. I have known Benjamin Walker for years and years and years. Um, I remember one afternoon after work at a long-defunct show we were both working on as kids in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. We went out for a drink and we were at this Indian restaurant and we were scheming about what we would do if they let us have our own shows. And so I laid out a vision of tiny stories that isn't all that different from the Memory Palace. And he laid out a vision of a show that would tackle big ideas and be daring and surprising and beautiful and super weird. And he went out and he made that show. He actually got to his idea a lot quicker than I did to mine. And that show, at least the current version of that show, is called Benjamin Walker's Theory of Everything. And if you haven't heard it, then you haven't heard anything like it. Each episode takes on big ideas about the way we live now with essays and interviews and fiction and things you're not quite sure are fiction. And they're always fascinating and often just stunning. It's not for everyone, but if it's for you, then it will be deeply, deeply for you. And... I don't know, with things like that, you kind of owe it to yourself to find out. So go to radiotopia.fm to find it and find out for yourself. And find the other Radiotopia shows while you're there. There's also an episode a few years back that starts with maybe my favorite five minutes of radio of all time. Just knocks me out. And if you find me at Twitter, at The Memory Palace, I'll tweet out a link and post it on my The Memory Palace Facebook page. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys in a couple weeks.